0: Hey there, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode 5 with Chris Anderson. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter, find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? You still on the Facebook (laughs) Have you seen any political ads on Facebook? Me neither. So check out Unreasonable Doubt on Facebook. Find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast page on Facebook. Interview! Let's hear from somebody who really knows what's going on with the WVU basketball program. And I've done that this week. Chris Anderson joined me. He works with Mike Kazaza at earsports.com, E-E-R-S-P-O-R-T-S.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network, also affiliated with CBS. Chris joined the podcast to give a preview of the 2018-19 season, his thoughts, his predictions. He covers recruiting for both basketball and football, Great conversation with Chris Anderson. I'm biased because I was part of it and enjoyed it. Here's my interview with Chris Anderson. All right, Chris Anderson, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball.
1: All right, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate it. Um, For the audience, if you haven't read... Chris's 2018-19 WVU basketball preview. Do that. Find it at 247sports.com and earsports.com. Now, Chris, this is your eighth year of doing a basketball preview, and you have a knack for getting the win-loss prediction correct. Like six out of seven years, you've got it exactly right or off by one game. Does knowing how the season's going to go before it starts make it less exciting?
1: No, it, absolutely not. You know, the, <laughs> I, I kind of have a general feel for how the team's going to do most years. But I, when I do these previews, I also like to to get real specific with things, how certain players are going to do certain stats, even try to go game by game. And when you look at those things, I'm, maybe that part of it is 50-50, just because it's college basketball, and that's what's great about college basketball is you really don't know the specifics. You don't know who's going to step up, who's going to take a seat back, who's going to move into a new role, what's going to happen from game to game. You might have a general feel for who are the really good teams, who are the really bad teams, and what might happen overall. But the day-to-day surprises, the game-to-game surprises, and player-to-player surprises are, are just fantastic.
0: It is. That's what makes it ex- exciting. Um, the only year that you were off, and I'm not going to harp on it, but it leads to a bigger point, was 2012-2013 season. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and so I'm guessing you were off in that you expected them to win more than what they did.
1: I did. I, if I remember correctly, I think you know that was the year that they it finished under 500, and I think I picked them to, go, to win 20, 20 games maybe. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't calling them world beaters, but I thought they would be an above-average team, a, a fringe, a fringe NCAA tournament team. I believe is what I had to ask
0: And right, that that was the worst hug worst season Huggins, Huggins has had since he's been in Morgantown. So hear me out on this. Not that I'm wishing this, but I feel some similarities of that team to this team uh, in that uh, the previous season. That 2012-2013 team lost two major contributing seniors in truck and Kevin Jones. Uh, the remaining senior leadership was inconsistent. I like Dennis Kalichula, but he was he was inconsistent. And then there was in 2012 thir- twenty thirteen, a lot of sophomores and freshmen. This year, more juniors, but a lot a, a big freshman class coming in, a lot of new guys. Tell me why the 2018-19 season is not going to be like
1: 2012-2013? Well, because I think that uh, Issa Ahmad and Kanata are more difference makers than what West Virginia had in that year. Because yes, uh, Kalichla was he was solid, he was good you know, third or fourth fourth best guy you want to have on your team. Right. But, you know, that year they turned to him and said, you got to be the man. And he was, you know, again, a great guy, the one you want to have on your team, but not the guy you want to say, hey, you're the man, we need to run the offense through you. We need you to lead us as, as vocally as a leader on the court. Uh, that, that wasn't his style. But I think you have that. I think Issa can lead this team with his play same with Kanate. I think Kanate can can lead with, vocally too and with his emotions. Uh, and I think they can carry West Virginia through those games that that team from 2012-13 lost just because they couldn't quite get over the hump, right?
0: Um and when you're doing your prediction column this year, was this was this year difficult? compared to other years as far as trying to figure out the narrative based on – just seems like a lot of new faces that's going to be giving substantial contributions to the team.
1: Yeah, and I think the, really the thing that just confused me – not confused me, but just I'm hearing so many different things, talking to people, hearing from the coaches, but also other people within the program about off-season work, uh, summer league games and, and the open gym and everything. It. What's going to happen at at the guard positions? Obviously, Javon Carter and Daxter Miles are gone, but who's going to step up? And I feel like every every time I spoke with someone, it sounded like it would be someone different. Um, you know, Jermaine Haley has been one that a lot of people have been raving about. Uh, Beetle Bolden, we've already seen him in action in spurts, uh, be excellent. Uh, I've been on the Brandon Knapper train from the very beginning. Uh, Before last season, I heard he was going to be getting 20-some minutes a game, and then he obviously hurt his leg and was out, Uh, and then the blood clots sidelined him this summer. But I I think that uncertainty, is there a stable, strong guy that can lead from the point? And I don't know. I mean, maybe – but we don't know it yet. Just like we didn't know when Javon was going to be a sophomore after Staten was gone. Right. can Javon step right in. We we didn't know that. Sure, he was all defense the year before, and he looked good. We thought it. But we didn't know it. Just like we think things now, and we don't know it, though. But it could be.
0: Right. Sure. Um, And I asked this to Mike. I had Mike Kazaza on the podcast over the summer and asked him – uh, what I'll ask you, who do you think the starting five is going to be uh, against Buffalo next week?
1: All right, so game one, I, I, we're making it specific to game one. Correct. And I am going to say uh, Sags, e, Sags, Wesley, well, maybe not Wesley Harris because of the summer thing, but Sags, Issa, Lamont West, Beetle, Bolden, and maybe Jermaine Haley. I maybe he might go with Chase Harler earlier the year, but you know, my my starting five, I think, or at least the guys who are going to be getting a lot of the most minutes and the crunch time minutes later in the season is going to be different than what it is to start the season.
0: Okay, so I and I, I think it's going to change as well, Chris. And the unknown is exciting, so I'm excited for it. Now the big leap you talked about in, in the first answer about college basketball and guys take leaps, take step backs. The guy last year that made the biggest leap was Kanate from his freshman season to last year. Um, which guy, in your estimation on the team, do you do you think will make a big leap from last season to this season?
1: Ooh. Um, well, I guess – so Sags is out. I don't know if you can put Issa on there, although I, I feel like he is underwhelmed from what he was expected to be when he signed. You know, I am hearing great things about him this offseason. Uh, but I don't know if he would truly count in this exercise. So, gosh, I, I, I want to stick with a new guy, though, uh, Derek Culver. Mm. Uh yeah, he's he, you know, he was a big time high school recruit that West Virginia signed two classes ago, ended up having to go to prep school and did all right at prep school. It but you kind of get overshadowed in those in those kind of scenarios just because you're ta- you're surrounded by so much talent, so many guys that are going division 1, going to the NBA. You, the focus isn't on you, you don't really see people don't really see how good you are sometimes. And now that he's arrived on campus, he's – the coaches could not be more thrilled with how he's played this summer. And I think he'll jump right into the rotation to begin with. But by season's end, he could be a 20-some minute a game kind of guy. Wow.
0: Uh, That's exciting because I think we both agree, Saga Bacanate, this might be his last season with WVU. So having – somebody step in as an inside presence, it's good to hear that that's Culver might be that guy among others.
1: Yes. Uh, I think that's, as it's been put to me, this is, might be the best group of forwards this team has ever had between Issa, Sags, uh, Wesley Harris, Lamont West, uh, Derek Culver stepping up, Andrew Gordon looking like a decent player who might be able to give you a few minutes, Logan Rout who can give you a few minutes. It's a deep and and very talented uh, front court.
0: Very exciting. Um, so you've talked about recruiting. That's something that you that you cover a lot for WVU sports, specifically basketball and football. Do you have a preference on which sport you like to cover for recruiting, basketball or football?
1: Oh, oh God, uh, they're so drastically different. Football, you know, you got a hundred some guys every class claiming an offer and it changes uh, almost every couple of weeks over who's a quote unquote take and who isn't and whether that offer is legit or not in basketball, it's pretty straightforward. You know, it, there's, there's maybe three, four spots a class, if that, and the staff will focus on seven to 10 guys and that's it. And so you really, it, it's nice to know, what the board is, who the targets are, who's the top guy. But the downside is when you get into basketball, you get into the handlers and the um and the AAU coaches and everybody else trying to make sure that you know no one gets to talk to their guy. Right. So it's a lot more difficult to get interviews in basketball. Is the downside on that? So it's good and bad for both.
0: Gotcha. In that vein, best basketball recruiting story you can tell on a podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. Well, it, it doesn't. The, the best ones. Oh man, what is that kid's name? I'm trying to think. What he ended up at UConn, which might not surprise some of our <laughs> listeners.
0: But boat. Uh,
1: <laughs> it would no 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 no. It, this this kid was not being recruited by WU. I was. Scouting a couple other guys for WBU up at the Hoop Hall Classic in, uh, at the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Fame Classic up in Massachusetts. Uh, was this five, about five years ago? And young man, about seven foot tall, ended up signing again. He ended up signing with UConn. He had a bunch of offers. And I went up to talk to him. We start chatting, talking, doing an interview and out in the hallway after one of the games. And almost immediately, I guess we got, we got two or three minutes in the interview and then I just got almost tackled, I think is almost a literal term here (laughs) by his AAU coach and his like uncle or something, just, just furious that I would speak with him without, you know, just this whole big thing about how he's not allowed to talk to anybody unless they talk to them and he can only talk to somebody from ESPN and. This and that, and I got to get out of there. And they tried to revoke my press credentials, and it was wow, it was something else. I will tell you what,
0: <laughs> I think I've seen that in the movie Blue Chips. Maybe that, that sounds crazy.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's funny, you know. Obviously, we're hearing all about it with these FBI cases, but it's everything that everybody thinks of basketball recruiting. If you think it, it's it's probably true. Oh it, it's. Gosh. Bad, and hopefully it's getting better uh you know but man
0: <laughs> how and Chris how recently was that what what time frame were we talking uh, about that was,
1: I was i was up in Massachusetts about five years ago so yeah
0: oh my I, you goodness. <laughs> it's in this decade that's that's amazing that's crazy yeah oh my gosh yeah. All right, that, I'm that to is a... to look up
1: what that kid's name was <laughs> oh
0: my gosh that's yeah send it to me later that that is a Yeah, that's a great story that you can tell on a podcast. Um, All right. Big 12 preseason player of the year, Dean Wade from Kansas State. Is he overrated, underrated, or properly rated?
1: Oh, I mean, Big 12 player. If if you're calling him Big 12 player of the year, I think you're going overrated. He is a very good player. I think he'll probably end up getting – first or second maybe first team maybe second team all big 12 but i think at this point it, they're just giving it not giving it to him off a of seniority but he's been there he's produced he's a known commodity in this league and i think it's a safe pick but i uh, it would surprise me if he was the best player in the league come seasons in
0: i mean my reaction to it chris was like okay so what does that mean for the conference? And again, no offense to Dean Wade, but if he's the preseason player of the year, what does that mean? The conference is down.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't either. But you know, everybody's up on everybody's up on Kansas State just because they have so many guys coming back. But again, yeah, you know, they got two guys on the uh, first team. But, right. And- I, I just, just don't. I just don't know about that.
0: We will see. We'll, we'll leave it at that. That says a lot. Um, what's your prediction? And not the, not to give away the column. Everybody needs to go read it uh, for the basketball preview. But what is your prediction for WVU's record for the twenty eighteen nineteen season?
1: Well, let me see. I got to pull it back up.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to put you on the spot. I,
1: I picked, I believe it was twenty-two and nine overall. You know, I, I, that's pretty much in line with last year, and, and I think this year will be a lot of the same. I think West Virginia will have some rough, you know, just losses that you just look at and you're know, like, how how did that even happen? And but twenty-two and nine is probably you say tied for second in the Big Twelve. And that's going to put them right there in a five-seed again, something like that, four or five-seed. Depends on how they do in the Big 12 tournament. Um, You know, right now we're talking consistency with Huggins' class and with Huggins' recruiting and Huggins' coaching in this program. Just right in that 22-win range for the regular season, contender for the Big 12 title, potential Sweet 16 or better run. It's all there all the pieces are there for all of that. And that's kind of what I'm predicting again.
0: Awesome. I hope you're right again, I, or maybe wrong like 2012, 2013, but that they win more. That's yeah. great. Very excited about this season. My final question for you, Chris, and again, thank you uh, for spending time with me on the podcast today. Uh, and I asked the, asked this of all my interview guests. You're at an elevator, the elevator doors open. You go in the elevator, and somebody else is in the elevator with you. Uh How do you handle that situation? Are you a small talker? Do you keep it close to the vest and just stare at the numbers? What's your elevator etiquette?
1: Uh, I am a in the the opposite corner, but a smile, a smile and a nod, but kind of back into the opposite corner kind of (laughs) guy.
0: Like retreat, but not in a uh, aggressive "stay away from me" manner. Just
1: a polite "how you doing?" and let's make sure we all have our own space for this elevator ride kind of thing.
0: Fantastic, Chris. I like to have folks on to talk about WVU basketball that are informed and know what they're talking about because I do not. So I really appreciate your insight
1: this summer. Then.
0: So thank you so much uh, for joining the podcast uh, and uh, open invitation in the future to come back. I really appreciate your time.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, Josh. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you. Big thank you to Chris Anderson for joining me. Chris is a pro. Through my unprofessionalism, I've got phones ringing in the background. Chris starts a awesome recruiting story by saying it happened five years ago, and my follow up is, "Well, Chris, how long ago was that?" <laughs> Terrible follow up question. Thank you, Chris, for joining me. You can find Chris on Twitter follow him at cmanderson247 charlie macaroni anderson247 hopefully you found that helpful I know I did the next episode of unreasonable doubt brings us to season 2 season 2 of unreasonable doubt that's one more than I expected <laughs> if you've been here since the beginning you heard me say if there's a certain number of people that don't listen then I'm going to stop. And I have not stopped. I went through the off season and like it or not we're going to do another full season of this nonsense. And I say we because season 2 has sponsors. <laughs> This mess is sponsored, which I am excited about. It's very confusing for me. There's going to be a new logo for season two. I'll show you that on Saturday. There's new intro music. If you've listened to this podcast on Anchor, every episode is started with Everybody Hurts by R.E.M., Season 2 we're going to have new intro music and you will hear that on Saturday. Why does season 2 start on Saturday? Because it's an exhibition game. 12 noon against Penn State on TV AT&T Sports Network Pittsburgh get to see the guys in action and I'm going to break down what happened. This game does not count but it is on TV and I'm excited to see it. And to start Season 2 of Unreasonable Doubt. Thank you to everybody who has listened. That is continuing to listen. If you're new to the podcast. Don't go back and listen to old episodes. Because it's bad. And you'll get a good dose of bad if you keep on listening. (laughs) But I really appreciate it. We're doing another season. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor.fm. Shout out to the one person that listens on Pocket Cast. Castbox. Box! Listen on all the platforms. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Rate it five stars. Those are nice things to do. Until next time! S- the beginning of season two next time i'm josh witt this has been unreasonable doubt wvu for the 2018-19 season is zero and zero